Welcome back, everyone, to the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo and Joe Resinello. Oh, you're exactly right, Joe. We work for the man upstairs as you do. You're setting me up quite well. You just gave me an alley-oop. The greatest revolutionary act you can commit right now is to open your mouth and speak the truth. Whether you're an academic or you're a regular guy, we have to be fearless. And once more, dear brothers and sisters, let us go into the breach. Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to The Frontline with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo, as always, joined by Joe Resinello. And once more, dear brothers and sisters, let us go into the breach on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial, 103.9 on your FM dial, serving the New York City metropolitan area, spreading the truth of the Catholic faith. Please be sure to download the Veritas Catholic Radio Network mobile app so that you can have access to all of our station's content, no matter where you are. Um, and if you want give some feedback on the station on the programming you can go to veritascatholic.com veritascatholic.com we'd love to hear from you and finally if you'd like to support joe and i um on social media you could find us at the frontline tv the frontline tv on youtube um and thank you up to this point for all of your support and most importantly your prayers and today we are very pleased and honored to be joined by rose ray and we are going to be talking about her new book, Spirit and Life, the Holy Sacraments of the Catholic Church. Now, some of you out there might be familiar with Rose. Um, if you are not, however, a brief introduction, Rose Ray is the founder of Radiant and Valiant Magazines, Catholic magazines for young men and women, which is now owned by our Sunday visitor. Uh, growing up in North Dakota, she's a country girl at heart, and she treasures the rich gift of her Catholic faith, especially the beautiful writings of the doctors of the church. Uh, currently, I believe Rose is in San Diego uh, with her military husband, and her greatest joy is being a wife and mother to her six little children. Congratulations, <laughs> Rose, on the uh, the recent addition. Um, and so, Rose Ray, welcome to the front line with Joe and Joe. Thank you, Joe. So happy to be with both of you today, this early morning in San Diego time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's our pleasure, Rose. So with that, I'm going to hand it over to Joe Resinello. Rose, we always start with the prayer because all good things start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who sought your help or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, we fly unto you, a virgin of virgins, our mother. To you we come, before you we stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother, the Word incarnate, despise not our petitions, but in your clemency hear and answer us, amen. Rose, I got to tell you, where I go to Daily Mass in New York City, they have a bookstore. And your book is prominently being displayed. And I said to myself, good Lord, I'm about to interview this person. I can't even believe it. You're famous. You're known everywhere from North Dakota <laughs> to New York. It's the truth. It's right, right behind the counter. They have a bunch of your books, I swear. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I'm about to talk to this woman. Uh, so you're famous. I just wanted to let you know that. It's not me, though. That's what I love. I love hiding behind God's work. You know how he's like the, you know, he's, we're the clay and he's the man who formed the potter, you know? So that makes me so happy, Joe, because I'm like, look what God does through us. It's just, it's amazing. We just have to say yes. That's right. That's Amen. right. And li listen, if he could use uh, me and Joe Pasil, he could use anybody. That's that's for everybody out there. That's the truth. Amen. This is true. This is <laughs> this is true. I, I I did forget to mention um, about your book though. Uh, Archbishop Chaput, uh gave you a nice plug on the book. And uh, for those of you who don't know, he was the former Archbishop of Philadelphia. He said elegantly produced and marvel marvelously illustrated, which I'm sure we're going to get into. Uh, to, to some of the illustration. So so for all of you out there to know, it's not just straight text. This is an illustrated book. But having said that, handing it over, handing it back to Joe. Well, what did what inspired you to, to do a coffee table book? It's more than a coffee table book, to be truthful with you. When I first saw it, you know, that's what I thought. And then I started to page through it and all the different essays. Like, what inspired you to do basically this book, which obviously highlights the sacraments? Yeah, um... My heart is still so connected. Um, it's just, 
you know, it started when the church was going through a lot of turmoil, right? We've all witnessed it. A lot of these, you know, priests are being vilified, rightfully so, unrightfully so. There's just, there was a big mess. And so many people were leaving the church the last few years because they didn't like this priest or they didn't like this or didn't like that. And, you know, it's, what does God tell us? You know, go into the upper room and, you know, you have your prayer time and your quiet time with our Lord. And my heart was just aching for where our church was because as we know people fail i fail my children you guys fail something you're working on human beings we fail but god never fails and um i had had a background in magazines for almost what 10 or 15 years so i knew the power of imagery and you guys probably see it in your urban areas all the time the billboards the images everywhere and that's when it really struck my heart in prayer that it's like you need to show them the beauty, show them. And what sets and what sets our religion apart, Joan Joe, from every religion? Obviously, Jesus founded it, but secondly, are the sacraments mm-hmm. with all of these reformations and changes. And now what is it, 40,000 Protestant um uh what is the right word? Different traditions. Yes, someone doesn't like something and they start another one where the Catholic Church not only being universal, we have the seven sacraments that we believe through are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And that's what sets us apart. So how can I use, I don't have the same gifts as you, Joe, or you, Joe, I'm not going to have a radio voice or, you know, quit, I'm not funny, <laughs> but I love imagery. And I think it brings us closer to our Lord. Look at sacred art all these years. So what I did, it was clear as day. So to tell you gentlemen that I just sat there and thought about how to do this. Absolutely not. Like it was just there. The whole thing was like, this is how you do it. You take someone, because I love to read. I've read the doctors of the church for years, but guess what? Another mom with five little kids is not going to sit reading all the doctors of the church. It's heavy stuff. So I'm like, okay, I got to give them little pieces to draw them in because so many different religions say, oh, well, how do you know that? Or how do you don't know that? So in the book, what we do is we walk them through and it was all prayer. This is not my idea. It's all God. Is the foundations, where is it in scripture, this beautiful sacrament, this spiritual food that how many would you guys say almost three fourths of our beautiful United States of America? Probably, I don't even know if they have most of them, which are the absolute gift of our life. Jesus says, You will not have life within you if you do not take these sacraments. Yeah, that's one of those things that I say. How come we're not taking that part of scripture literally to our Protestant brothers and sisters? Literally. Everything else. You- you, you want to you, you want to look at this literally and that literally? Okay, I, I I'm not a I'm not a biblical scholar, but Jesus said, "Amen, amen." I say to you, unless you <laughs> that eat means the he's flesh dropping the, the bomb when he says yeah, the two when he amens. says, "Amen, amen." I think the ears are supposed to pop right open and say, "Oh, I think I better listen to this one." So I had to chime in there, Rose Ray, joining well, us in the front line. But with Joe, Joe, that's Joe. what it is, and it's right. like, oh, okay, so he doesn't mean this literally, but he means this. But oh, I'm pretty sure it said one third of his followers left after he literally said, "Eat my." body you know so the goal with this was just to take the readers to say here is jesus's words in scripture not mine not martin luther not the guy down the street jesus's words in scripture not a bishop that people don't like anymore you know and then from there what do we have this beautiful catechism we have the catechism that we look to as catholics the popes have worked so hard on this for thousands of years then we show them in the catechism the snippet of the sacrament then you turn the page and you see um a doctor of the church or a patristic father. How many Catholics know what a patristic father is? I mean, these are the men, you guys talk about going into the breach. These are the men, saints, founding fathers, doctors of the church who have given their lives to studying scripture. I cannot tell you, Joe and Joe, what what is being in the publishing, especially the Catholic publishing world, what makes me insane is somebody who comes to our faith, God bless them, and then three months later writes a book telling us how to all be good Catholics. And I'm like, the Holy Spirit works. Don't get me wrong. But I'm like, I'm going to defer to someone who spent 60 years giving everything they have to finding out because we need shepherds. God has always given us shepherds and um, other lay people. Of course we are. But so I went right to the, to the very founding, which again, wasn't me. God totally inspired that to say, these are who I'm speaking through or the popes, the popes are in there. Oh my gosh, their words are so beautiful. And then, okay, can every kid or every adult relate to someone from 500 years ago? We just can't, not everyone. So that's when we brought in 
uh, a masculine and a feminine voice for every single sacrament, except for holy orders, of course, that's just a priest. But Joe and Joe, how powerful is it? And that's why I just even love talking with you. And I think that's why Satan is having a just a dream day with this gender fluidity, because we have been given such powerful gifts of our vocation through the feminine side and the masculine side. And it's the same with these sacraments. We have completely different experiences with the hearts and minds that God gave us. And then I'll hand it back over to you. But lastly, you have this beautiful word, heart-wrenching stories of just experiencing me and, you know, just experiencing as my one friend lost her baby. I mean, tear jerkers, but the healing of them. And then we had this amazing photographer in Chicago. He went and shot these stunning churches. Out of love for God. I could just stare at the images forever. So this book, the intent is to be on your coffee table and to just dive in, read, a, read about a sacrament a week or something, you know, just something to say, oh, Oh my gosh, God, thank you. Thank you mm -hmm. for this gift. Absolutely. Rose Ray joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe. We're discussing her new book, Spirit and Life, the Holy Sacraments of the Catholic Church. Uh, real quick, Rose, that's available at Sophia Institute Press, correct? Yep, and Amazon, and like Joe said, which is so sweet, any bookstore, really, nationwide, who wants to carry it, Barnes yeah, & Noble, etc. Yeah, um, Rose, our audience knows what I'm about to say. Don't buy it on Amazon. Buy it, buy it on uh, Sophia. Go find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Don't local buy it on Amazon. But it yeah, is Joe, there. local bookstore. Yes, local bookstore. Um, t let's stay on that topic a minute. We're, we, we promise, Rose, we won't get you into too much trouble, maybe. Um, you, you just were talking about, you know, uh, gender fluidity, this type of stuff, lack of clarity out there. It's it's a, lies have become the truth. The truth has become lies according to this culture. Um, what has your you you've obviously, as I mentioned in the bio, you you uh, work with young Catholic men and women. Yes, men and women. Okay, um, in those uh, magazines that you founded. Okay, what's that been like? What do you what are you finding? Um, amongst the youth, we really uh, did. We, we we did an interview recently. Joe, who which is uh, David DeShield. Yeah, um, he was basically making. He was talking about how younger generations are looking to a more robust traditional Catholicism. Okay, um, you know. So talk about that. What what what's what's your experience from your interactions with with young Catholics in America? Well, here's the scary thing. So I started my publications, I want to say in 2009, okay? This wasn't even a conversation. Like, this is how fast that slippery slope just blows up. No one even talked about that. If it was if it was something that was someone was struggling with, they would go talk to their priest or it wasn't it wasn't a well-known thing that anyone would discuss. The whole reason for founding the publications Joe and Joe for young starting around 14 is I saw time and time again the filth out there, 17 and Cosmo just talking about exterior stuff, never feeding your soul. I wanted to have that for again, beautiful imagery and beautiful words to feed women's souls and then there was such a demand the men were like, "We want one too." So we did Valiant for Men, but it was all about again, how do we become Christ's soldiers or his women and just, you know, uh, by being our best self. But anyway, so to see how that has escalated is is terrifying, frankly. So uh, for us it was all about we I know and this is why I believe it's this this age too. I can, through all these years, you are making your decisions. You guys can think back to when you're that age. You're having kids, you know, maybe closer to that age now. A decision you make when you're 15, whether you have an abortion, whether you make decisions you can't unmake, it's life-changing. And we all know our minds aren't completely formed by 15, 16. We're just learning how the world works. So I'm like, unless that's why I cared so much about those ages. And so now to see who are they going after for this stuff, for the surgeries? 10, 12, 14, it's those ages where they're trying to fit in. They don't know better. Their minds are, oh, well, so-and-so's happy. I don't fit in. I must be this way. It is from the pits of hell, and yeah. we've never needed to cover it before, and now I would be covering it all the time. They're now our Sunday visitors, but so I don't think there's ever been a more, and I'm not sure what your other guest said, but there's never been a more vital time to defend marriage, nuclear family, and our own our own biological gender. 
Gee, we we as I'm going to hand it over to Joe Rose Ray joining us at the front line with Joe and Joe. We have to we have to hold the line as yes. Catholics because if you wait, sorry, I'm sorry, but if you wait for the Protestants to do it, okay, not going to happen. If you wait for those in other religions, the Catholic Catholic lay people in America are the only ones that are going to stop this. We proved that with abortion. OK, non-Catholics admit that that admit that the only reason abortion is still an issue is because of the Catholic Church is because of the actions of Catholics in the last 50 years to keep that issue from just becoming accepted. OK, Amazing. and we have to do the same thing on this, stuff because, as you said, this is destroying lives and destroying souls. And, and God help those people that are doing this to these kids, knowing that they're confused, knowing that they're young, they're 10, 12, and 14, and, and taking advantage of that. Rosary, I don't want to get you in trouble, but don't get me started because the vein's start, starting to pop out of my head. With no, that, I no, got to hand, but, but I hand honesty, it over to Joe. All of us are relatively around the same age. You're a little younger than we are, but I will say this. You have to just say no, to borrow Joe Pasillo phrase. People have to confront this. You know, people don't want to get non they don't want to get uninvited to the barbecue like yep. it, it, it you see they're counting on people all of us listen we're supposed to be in the world but not of the world we all work yes. we have friends all types of friends people go to church people don't go to church the answer is simply call it out no I'm, i don't support that call me whatever you want because here's the thing i'm on the right side of history i'm not being judgmental i'm not being hateful but a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl marriage is between one man and one woman and frankly some behavior is sinful sorry sorry call me whatever you want i don't care i don't have to go to the barbecue but i'm gonna say it and that's why we started this show and people particularly catholics have to do that everyone's afraid they don't want to be canceled. They don't want to be, well, you know something? I don't want to be canceled in my exit interview with God. That's where I don't want to be canceled. <laughs> yeah, that's Joe. That's, that's the I cancellation. That. That's the cancellation you don't want. That's the cancellation that doesn't, that there, there's, there's no remedy for it. When you get canceled, then you're done. <laughs> that's right. Well, right. And who's, and Joe, whose approval are we seeking? Right? Like that's what it comes down to. No one wants to be canceled because they don't want to be hated by their peers. Right? I could care less. I don't care what anyone thinks of me. Right? I care what one person thinks of me and that is our Lord. And I have to stand before him and say, did I do everything I could to fight for his people, to fight, to bring souls to heaven? And that's all, that's it. That's it. And so everyone, you know, Will Smith at the Oscars and this person's canceled and we all make mistakes. I'm not saying one thing or the other, but guess what? Everyone else doesn't matter at this point. What matters is souls are being lost all around us. And if we don't stand up and say no, like you're saying, and say, this is not right. I, when I keep reading about that uh, swimmer, Leah Thomas is his, oh, her name. I have no words. I'm like, how are so many grown adults just looking the other way and saying that it is a woman? It is not a woman. <laughs> It's a shame. I actually feel so, I'll be honest, and I'm not saying this like in a self-righteous manner or I'm any better, but I see, and I don't want to get too far off topic, but it's sad. You know, I think of how Christ, when he entered Jerusalem, like he wept, and I'm not Christ, God knows it, but I, when I walk through the streets of New York, I seriously, my heart is so heavy, you see so many people so incredibly lost and wounded, and that's what the church is. It's not a museum for saints. It's a hospital for sinners. And people have to see that. We have to be inviting to them. Um, inviting. And okay, I have to say something about that because I do think, and that's why I will, to my dying breath, I will continue to make resources and what I try to make beautiful things of our faith to invite people in because you do, you have the Protestant church billboards, uh, emails, they've got uh, direct mail, inviting people in the Catholic church is not reaching out as much as we, I think they should. So guess what? We could sit there and complain or we could do something about it. That's right. Well, amen, Rosemary. The show. We're doing the book um, magazines. I just, I have another book coming mm -hmm. out where it's like, if we don't invite these souls, who will? 
No, I, I listen. You're 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 speaking our language. Rose Ray joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo, Joe Rosinell on the Veritas Catholic Network. We're talking about Rose's new book, Spirit and Life: The Holy Sacraments of the Catholic Church. But of course, she's with Joe and Joe here, so we've, we of course are getting her in some kind of trouble. We're sure. Um, I'm sure. But, I'm sure but, it'll but, be canceled, but that's okay. <laughs> that's a, that's okay. Your husband's military. I wouldn't want to mess with that dude. Um, so here's the thing. You you're absolutely right. You, I, one of the things, <clears throat> one of the things Joe and I say on the show all the time. There's a lot of what Joe and I call uh, bishop bashing going on out there. Okay, and we, we we offer our fair share of of criticism. Time comes legitimate criticism uh, of the hierarchy when necessary. Okay, um, Bishop Caggiano is on the board of Veritas Catholic Network and has a show. Let me be frank. Okay, so. I wouldn't say this in a disrespectful way because I'd be disrespecting him and I wouldn't do that. Okay. Um, he knows, he knows darn well that sometimes there's legitimate criticism. Okay. But at the end of the day, with all the Bishop bashing going on, my attitude is this. Okay. Okay. Fine. They could be doing a good job. What are you doing? What are you doing? Joe Resinello, Joe Resinello real quick, Rose goes out in the street with Catholic men, and I was joining him until until I, I left. I got out of New Jersey. Um, but I was joining, praying the rosary on the first Saturdays of the month, publicly, okay? Jesse Romero down here in Scottsdale did a, uh, uh, um, a rosary rally with 300 Catholics in front of the Saguaro Hotel protesting the, uh, the Satanic Convention, okay? Uh. So here's my question. And the Protestants that were there w w spoke so glowingly of of the group of Catholics because of because of our actions and now I set up as an example again my question to those who bash their bishops what are you doing okay what are you doing and then also what is Jesus in scripture whatever is true whatever is beautiful whatever is noble think of those things yes there's justice and we should take aware of what's going on around us but we are not on the hook for what the bishops do to us they are we are in the hook for what we did, gentlemen. And I think a perfect analogy, this just happened the other day, and this is so true for our faith. And again, every day we've got to fight for this. My, um, uh, what my husband does, he, he's a SEAL, and I just talked to a Marine. Uh, he's now in his platoon. He was a Marine, and he just did the vigorous training to become a SEAL. And I asked him, I said, why did you go through all of that? You're doing great in the Marines, all this stuff. Why did you work so hard to become a Navy SEAL? He said, Rose, I did a deployment. I think it was Afghanistan or something. They're on this big C-130 and, you know, having a great career. And he said, these guys came on the plane bearded up, super tough, like looking awesome. And he was like, who are those guys? I want to be that. <laughs> and I was like, guess what? You don't know what it is, but you're like, I want that. And if we don't give that to everyone we meet, who's like you said, Joe, walking around New York and you see that lost, if you, if we can't be that someone to say, I want that, that person has true joy. What is that? Then we have have to entice them with beauty, not saying, oh, blah, 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 and complaining. We need to be that light that God asks us to be because we are physically, humanly here, and they're not going to see the spiritual world unless they first get Jesus and the Holy Spirit through the sacraments. That's right. Rose, That's you right. rock. I love it. I absolutely love the message, and you're a hundred percent right. I and think we book, should. I think we should talk about her book a little bit. I know we will. We will. I'm actually going <laughs> to just say that. Um, but it's I know, great, Joe. That's my fault, Joe. I just, that's no, my no, fault. it's good. It's good, and because your book embodies everything you're saying. Um, first, I want to talk about the cast of characters in the book. It's vast. You go from. Archbishop Samuel Aquila, great bishop. Joe, Joe actually has met him in Colorado. Um, Amazing. Great bishop um, to like lay Catholics, to priests, to married people. Talk about like, it, it, it's quite a landscape. And uh, talk about how you kind of picked and choose that, because I'm sure you thought about it. Oh, so much. Thought about it, prayed about it. That's the other beautiful thing I want to point out about our faith. In this world of instant gratification, where it's like, I want 5 million followers in one day on social media. Oh, I don't have 5 million followers. People don't like me. Wah, wah. I'm like, come on, people. Like, chill out. Um, God works in our lives step 
by step by step. So you know what? When I started working for Amazing down in Naples, Florida in 2006, it was not fun at first. I hated it. I didn't know what to do. I had to get trained. I didn't, you know, you got to like learn those steps, right? The magazine was beautiful and I loved it within a year, but it's just, it's not fun. You know, what's the right word? Getting purified in the fire, right? <laughs> the furnace. But those, that was the groundwork, Joe and Joe, for my whole career. And that's what people don't understand. Again, younger kids. I was 22. I just wanted to, you know, know everything. So, so the cast of characters that you see in this book, and again, I purposely, through prayer, every single vocation is in there. Single, deacon, nun, priest, lay priest, archbishop, uh, husband, father, uh, wife, they're all in there because guess what? Our Catholic is universal. We have everything. So not one person can read that book and say, I'm not in there. Every, every vocation is in there. Uh, diverse people from all different walks of life, you know, before diversity was cool. We have always had diversity in the Catholic faith. It's so diverse and beautiful and rich. So through those years, all of these people, Joe and Joe, I, then when I started my own magazine a couple of years later, I never could have done that if I didn't do all that grunt work to start with. So once I had that, the magazine through all these years, I've worked with a lot of the writers who are fantastic writers and they're little famous, you know, Catholic writers in their own sense. So the fact that they're even willing to contribute these beautiful essays, and they're all short, you guys will see here for people listening. They're like three pages for each essay. I know people's attention span is, you know, <laughs> not long. So uh, it's, I've worked with them all. I knew this one girl lost a baby. I knew Lila Rose, you know, had just got married. I knew this deacon had experienced amazing things with the Eucharist because he, you know, so it, again, all of us have these stories. That's why I just love the way God connects us all. And that's why I think COVID was so detrimental is because of course, Satan wants to isolate but when we're connected again through Christ. Like that's where he, that's where he works his miracles. I mean, the stuff our Lord does through our human to human interaction. That's why I guess I'm not a huge fan of social media because there's just nothing better than sitting down and having a conversation with you guys you know it's just such a gift same here rosary <laughs> same here there's nothing you know we do our uh we usually do our shows early in the morning it, it, having you on the show is like a one big cup of coffee gotta, gotta love it uh, i feel wake, the same way wake right up rose ray's joining us at the front line with joe and joe you know one of the things that gives me um comfort rose is that uh, you mentioned diversity and right away when you when you say like use woke words like that right you know what gives me comfort as a catholic i say all that stuff that goes on out there you could try to pin that on the catholic church but you have no basis we are we are the most diverse religion okay because i don't know if anybody broke it to you over the course of two thousand years our our missionaries they went out they went to africa they went to asia Catholic Church is already diverse. We're one. People are seeking. Maybe you should look to us because we have a lot of diversity. I'd like to break it to you. Any any comments on that before the break, Ray? Well, yeah, and reading my my children, this like falling in with the that spoke to Saint Francis said, "Recording has stopped." This meeting is being recorded. Rosie, still with us? I'm with you. Don't worry. Just keep it moving. We'll just, yeah, we'll keep, just, we'll they'll, just they'll, tell Steve to edit it out. They'll all. edit it. Don't worry. Continue. <laughs> is, it, is, is it recording right now? Correct. It, in the upper okay. left hand. It's still good. All right. Just pause for a second. Yeah, Rose Ray joining us at the front line with Joe and Joe. Um, I got a kick out of, uh, I, I guess, Amy and Molokai in recently or within the last couple of years, I guess it was an, he was an example of, I don't know, white privilege or something. And I don't know who broke it to the person who said that. Again, I don't want to get into politics and start doing that. But I want to say, did you see what the guy looked like before he died? Okay, tending to the people of Hawaii, you know, when he was working with the lepers. I don't know. Something tells me that that dude's a saint. Quick comment, Rose, then we're going to go to a break. I mean, what a hero. I mean, to, to take care of the lepers, could you do that? Could I do that? Leave everything knowing I was probably going to die from leprosy? I mean, I'm just blown. 
blown away by the fortitude. And again, it's through the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's absolutely amazing what the what these men and women do for God. I, I know we're going to break. I actually have a leper story. I'll tell you that on the other side. I think you'll get a All chuckle. Right. On. All right, hold that story. But what makes me laugh more than anything is that those who would like point the finger at St. Damien and say that about him probably have a, you know, fawa in one hand and gray goose in the other at one of their cocktail parties. They don't know a thing about sacrifice. Uh, but let's leave that there real quick. Um, I told you, Rose, before the show, you were going to get in trouble. But what are you going to do? Uh, Rose Ray's joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo, Joe Rosanello, and the Veritas Catholic Network. We will be discussing her book more, Spirit and Life, the Holy Sacraments of the Catholic Church. Um, and that is available. Yes, you can buy it on Amazon. But we prefer for you to buy it in your local Catholic bookstore or at Sophia Institute Press. Let's, let's support our Catholic organizations, Veritas Catholic Network being one of them. If you would like to donate, if you like our show, we are an EWTN, EWTN affiliate, um, and we have some great original programming, including the Frontline with Joe and Joe. You could go on the website and click Donate Now. Donate to the Veritas Catholic Network. We need to support our Catholic organizations. Rose Ray, we're coming right back. We'll be, uh, Stick around. We'll talk right after the break. Listen to all five of our original Veritas shows. Every Wednesday at noon, you can catch Let Me Be Frank, where Bishop Frank Caggiano talks about spirituality, church news, and fun stories from his Brooklyn childhood and his life. You can hear The Frontline with Joe and Joe every Tuesday and Thursday at noon. Their guests include the biggest names in the Catholic world, and Joe and Joe talks to them from the perspective of the everyday Catholic. Thursday nights at 8 o'clock, tune in for the only late-night talk show on Catholic media anywhere. It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. And at noon on Friday is Restless. It's four millennials talking about, well, life as millennials in today's crazy world. Yes, it's possible to be young and Catholic. Right after that, at 12.30, you can hear the Focus on Veritas, where we put the focus on good works and the good people doing those works. Those are the five Veritas shows, and there's more on the way. Stay up to date at VeritasCatholic.com or on the mobile app. Welcome back, everyone, to The Frontline with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo, Joe Rosanello in the breach with Rose Ray. And we're talking about her new book, Spirit and Life, the Holy Sacraments of the Catholic Church, available at Sophia Institute Press. Don't want to waste any time. Joe Rosanello, I'm going to hand it over to you. I got to tell you my leper story before we go into the book, because I've never said this on the show, but I will say I want to hear it. I was in India, and uh, I went to Mother Teresa's. She has a leper colony that she founded. So I've been to it a number of times, and I used to people used to come with me when I used to go. So my friend Joe Minona went, and he's an he was a retired teamster, real big guy with his wife Marianne, and we're going to the leper colony. So they're meeting us. The lepers are there, and they're they're greeting us as we come in, and they're very happy to see people visiting them. So Joe Monona, the, the beautiful human being that he is, big Italian guy, hugs this leper and kisses him on the face, my hand up, and I'm right behind him. And I just say to myself, this is horrible, but in my head, I'm going to share it. I just said, oh God, I love these people, but please don't make me have to kiss one of them, please. I swear to God. I, I just, it's, it's it's that horrible, but I had to say it. Like I'll be honest. He kissed him, he hugged him. I was just like, oh Lord, have mercy. Am I gonna like if but Joe, God bless his soul. That's a true story, I swear. Well, and you know what, Joe? I'm sure it was just this gift of grace that overcame him. And he probably didn't even if you I bet if you asked him afterward, he probably was like, you know what? I just did it. You know, no, I did. don't know for sure. My hand up. I mean, I was gracious, but I'll be honest, that blew me away. Uh, like to be truthful with you. And that's what it means to be Catholic people. St. Francis kissed the leper. So did Joe Minona from New Jersey. That's what it's all that's about. Amazing. So Rose Ray, let me, uh, let's, let's, let's dive into the book a little bit. We don't want to get too deep into the book for the simple reason. We want people to go out and buy it. All right. And enjoy it and, and, and look at it. It's be beautifully illustrated. Um, it has, uh, as Rose mentioned earlier, some uh, beautiful pictures in there. Um, but, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about the, the, the meat of the book. Uh, let's talk about penance. The big theme for, for Joe and I on the show. 
Um, we, we don't, we're not reinventing the wheel here. We tell people because we are sinners. People might listen to us and think that we're not. No, 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 no. We are, we're, we're sinners. Okay. Probably worse than many of the people that we criticize. Okay. But we go to confession. Okay. The fact is like Bishop Barron once said, the saints aren't saints because they're, because they're not sinners. They're, they're saints because they were the most acutely aware of their own sins. So let's talk about penance. Okay. You included a penance commentary, uh, in the book, uh, by St. Augustine. Okay. Yes. And, and did you read what I put in there? Because here's the deal. Um, so many people not Catholic, that's one of their biggest issues. It's our blessed mother and it's penance. And I, mm. and, and that's why I purposely selected. So I'll let you take it from here, but this stunning, just love letter from St. Augustine of the joy and the freedom he feels. And just, I mean, you can't even, I can't even put into words how beautiful he, he's just, it's a cry. That's what he says. It's a cry of reflection or how, because he finally feels free from his sin. There's no shame after going to confession. It's, it's amazing. And in even the secular world knows that. Now, they all attribute some psychological reasons why confession is efficacious. We know it's because of grace, okay? But, but, but what, what, so one, one line that, that uh, struck us was that, uh, according to Augustine, quote, he who confesses rightly unto God, now here's the kicker, best knows himself, close quote. And I, I honestly, in this, in this age of, that we're living in right now, I just think people, they're having an identity crisis. They don't know themselves. And that's one of our themes. How, Rose Ray, I love your comments on this. How is it that through confession, um, we could come to more understand what St. Augustine is talking about there? You know, what it is, is it's just this act of humility rooted in faith that that is what is missing. What is the root of all evil, you guys? Pride. How did Satan fall? Pride. I don't need you, God. And all these people who you want to go back and forth with, with uh, apologetics. Well, I don't see it. You got to show me. But pride, it's all pride or it's lack of understanding, which we need to do both. But that's why confession in my eyes is so beautiful. You hear the musicians sing about shame. You hear the readers write about, or uh, writers write about shame. I've never experienced shame. And someone thought that was crazy. And I'm like, but I always go to confession. I mean, if I have made a mistake and you go down before your father's feet and you ask for forgiveness, it is literally like someone is pouring healing balm all over our wound. And yet people just carry the wound and it gets infected and it grows. And it's just this mess where I'm like, God literally knows us. He knows we mess up. This is the most beautiful gift waiting for us to heal us. So we don't have to carry the shame. It's gone. God already carried it for us. Mm. And it's absolutely life-changing, which again, you hear, don't, don't take my words. Listen to St. Augustine who did everything. <laughs> he did everything under the sun. And he, to hear him say, I know myself, I'm, I am a fallen human being. And oh my gosh, to be, to be, you know, basically redeemed, you know, I'm paraphrasing his words. And I mean, how do you guys feel? How have your ch children felt? I mean, there's nothing like letting go once you go through that experience. Yeah. Oh, there's no yeah, question. And, and, and you grow in absolutely. virtue. And that's the name of the game. I mean, like we're supposed to be purified of self um, and confession keeps you accountable, regular confession. Accountable and humble. Absolutely. It's, it's, a, it's as Francis, as in St. Francis said, who are you, Lord, and who am I? And we learn yes. who we are through going to confession. Um, and that is a theme Joe and I harp on constantly. Go to confession regularly. The great saints, John Paul II, uh, Padre Pio, and one soon-to-be saint, Fulton Sheen, said it. Don't take it just from me. Go at least once a month. It's very important. I want to talk about marriage, because we're both married, and I love in your book, how you say you, you took all the states of life, because ultimately the goal of life is to empty ourselves of self, whether you're single, whether you're married, whether you're a priest, same deal, everyone's supposed to do it. But in marriage, it's done uniquely. And in the book, you, you uh, had Sam Guzman of the Catholic gentleman fame, uh, wrote a little essay and I related to it. Um, 
and I want to read you a couple things that he put, and then we could discuss it. Because one in particular, I could relate to very distinctly. He says this, he says, but then I got married. No sooner had I done so, I came face to face with my ugliness of my immaturity, my own selfishness, and my own pride. I related to that, and I'll tell you why. Um, when I was single, I was very active in the church. I almost got to the point this is horrible to say, like, I wasn't a sinner. I was living chaste. I was giving of my time. I was doing everything I was supposed to do. Then I got married. And then I was like, damn, I'm a selfish, you know what? <laughs> and then I started to have kids. And then I had more kids. And then I had more kids. And I was just like, damn, I am selfish as anything. I and I say it every day. And it really, I actually, and I'll, I'll leave it there and let you comment on it. I didn't get married till I was 43. I always wanted to get married. And if you would have said that to me in college, I never would have thought, but God formed me in that time, really in every way. Um, I think he allowed me to get married. This is my thought because he wanted to show me and say, oh no, Joe, you're not ready. You got a long way to go. And in my marriage, I will be refined. Talk about that because you got six kids. I'm sure you went through maybe not similar path as me because um, you probably are a much better person than I am. But uh, <laughs> like, what's it called? You know, this was my experience. Oh my gosh, I can relate so much, Joe, because here's the deal. It's easy to take care of your life and everyone else when you go home at eight o'clock and then you can sleep all night and make yourself coffee in the morning, right? So it's like when you become one, because are you married too, Joe? You yes. are, yes, yes, right? Well, our, our, We're married our wives sisters. are sisters. No, they're not. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so amazing. When you get married, it literally is death to self. 100%, you know, it is not... Rose is right here. I mean, yes, I keep my individuality, but now I am part of a pair. And I would say all the time, well, my, you know, I tell my husband, I'm like, well, my friends say I'm so positive. And my husband's like, but you're like thinking the world is going to fall down. You know, my husband will say that because guess what? My friends don't see my vulnerability. And I think that's where, so Joe, you're saying from, you know, we're selfish where everyone is when you're single. Are you kidding me? You only have to take care of yourself. Now you're in charge of taking care of this other person as well as yourself. So I just learned too. I mean, I didn't have any issues. I had it all together. And then I got married and I realized, holy smokes, there's so much I have to work on. And uh, so my husband, I would say, just brings out so much been bad because there are things to be refined. And I just can't even tell you how much I've had to grow as, um, as a, as a pair, because I need to be strong for him. And when I'm not okay, my husband's not okay. If I'm suffering with something or something's going on or feeling weak about something, like he truly is my rock. I know that sounds so cliche, but I'm like to have this person to go to. And at the end of the day, show your vulnerability. It's so hard. No one else sees that, but my husband does, and he knows how to build it up, you know? But also I Absolutely. think that's why secular marriage doesn't work in a lot of ways because Listen, life is about giving of self. You see, the world, it, that's not the world. The world is about what am I getting out of marriage? Marriage is about emptying yourself. And I think in the Catholic lens, you accept that. That doesn't mean you just snap your fingers and accept it, but it's a little bit easier. You kind of say, okay. Because it's naturally hard, right, Joe? It's naturally it's not hard. Na it is, it, it, that's why you need grace, because grace elevates our nature. You see, marriage, secular marriage, I'll be honest with you. You want to talk about how, you know, they'll, they'll say Joe Resnell is completely crazy. I don't even believe in secular marriage. I don't believe in secular marriage because it doesn't work. Because yeah, I know flawed all of us and God elevates. And that's, I'll be truthful with you too. That's what motivates me to stay open to life, to live a sacramental marriage. Cause I don't want to lose my marriage. You know, what's even, uh, even more, um, that we could, we could back what up, back up what Joe just said is that if you look, and we've, we've stated this many, many times on the show, if you look at the divorce rate amongst uh, evangelicals, among Catholics, okay, um, it's just as high or higher than the rest, of the rest of the country. So people might say, well, see, we're talking about grace. Here's the thing. The statistic amongst faithful Catholics being defined as Catholics who go to confession regularly every day and go to mass every week 
the divorce rate is 3%. Is okay. And natural family planning, open to life. That's big. Yes. So let's, let's be clear that when Joe Racinello says what he just said, it's not just the rantings of some crazy Italian guy from Bergen County, New Jersey. Okay. It's backed up by the statistics. When Jesus is the center, so you, you know, that's why people, people have at the center of their marriages so many false things. I mean, obviously, we have a hypersexualized culture. All right. So that's the center of many marriages. That's a dead end. Okay. Um, all these different things. Christ is in the center of the marriage. When Christ is in the center, guess what? You do pretty good. You're going to do pretty good. And, and, and you're going to go to heaven. Coming, and coming down to the problem again of pride, what does this person do for me? Oh, I heard him call in what it called a communion. I love Dr. David Anders. The person was saying, well, I can't get my daughter to come to mass because she doesn't get anything out of it. It's not good for her. And I want to be like, ah! <laughs> because I'm like, marriage is not just to feed yourself. What can you do? How do we, you know, be a good example to Christ? Mass is not for us. Mass is for God. Again, it's all of this, not get, it's not taking, taking, taking. We'll never be filled. It's insatiable thirst as a human. We have to empty. That's why fasting is a game changer in our lives because not ever enough. But the more we empty, it's like the fuller we get. It's great. That's why I love, you know, in the scripture, everything is, uh, what's the right word when it's the uh, opposite? Is it paradoxical? I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, paradox. paradox. It's always the different. Jesus says everything, and it's always opposite. You're like, no, but you're like, oh, it is right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it's just this emptying of self. And I'll tell you what, Joe and Joe, living in uh, San Diego, where everyone has 0.1 child, kidding, actually one, and everything is, um, you know, oh, I can't have it. I don't have enough money. We're all on birth control because of this, that, you know, sweet people. But, you know, to live counterculture, to be walking around with five kids or six kids and, you know, having a loving marriage who we just adore each other we're still in the honeymoon phase because my husband leaves all the time 14 years of marriage and i'm like what are you coming home honey but i don't think people notice joe and joe but i can't believe it i tell you almost daily we get stopped by an elderly person or by you know a 40 year old who didn't have kids and just saying what a beautiful family what a beautiful family what a be all the time and it's i always say it's god were those years to i'm still not sleeping joe and joe i'm still up all night with my babies and it's so hard it's so hard to have my husband gone half of a year you know serving the country but christ is the center and I know I may not understand, but God gave us these rules for a reason. He told us to be open to life for a reason. Mm -hmm. And Rosary. now the, the, ahead, the fruits of that are mind blowing. I could just, they're, they're mind blowing, but we got to do the sacrifice first. Well, what, what's, what's beautiful about what you're saying, Rose Ray, joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe, please button by. Store. What's great about what you're saying is that because we all know about we, we we have identified the lies out there, okay, the things that that many of our spiritual enemies want to try to want to try to do to us, okay. What you're doing, Rose Ray, your example you just gave, six kids, okay, um, a sacrificial family life because your husband is serving our nation while you have to raise the six kids, okay. You destroy the feminist narrative. You wreck it completely with a wrecking ball. I, there's some joyful people out there, Rose Ray. You're one of the most joyful people I've ever spoken to, okay? And I'm a people guy. I get out there, I talk to a lot of people. You wreck this feminist narrative that we have to wreck to say, you have six kids and why are you not miserable? Aren't you miserable? No, you're miserable because you have 0.1 kids. That's why. You don't like Rose Ray because she's doing things the right way. She doesn't find fulfillment and have to go out and necessarily go out and make money. That's not the, the end of, you know, the be all and end all in life. Okay. And I love it. I, I just wanted to comment that I love the fact you're, you're, you're so joyful with six kids. All right. And, and, a, a, and a military husband and you're making it happen for Jesus. And let me tell you something. That is the type of thing that will change this country. They could pass all the laws they want. What you're doing Okay, and and your joy in doing it—that's what changes this country. And I mean that's no, it's the witness. That's where I'll be truthful with you, and that's one of the reasons why we started the show. You know, we have to give a radical witness. Christ was the most revolutionary human being that ever walked the earth, and so are the saints. And I'm going to tell you this right now: 
the Catholic Church has the greatest like story out there, but it has to be seen. Ever. It, it has to be seen. You see, people have to see it. And if they see it, they'll believe it. But just yep. hearing it, they won't. And that is the truth. I'm telling you, if anyone takes anything away from, from this show or any of the shows, people have to witness radically to the faith. And that's through the sacraments because it elevates our nature, which takes me to Kelly Hans uh, Hansen in your book. She wrote an essay on the Eucharist. Fantastic. Again, I related to this. Um, she said this, as a young adult through daily mass and adoration, I began to appreciate how mass itself is the authentic understanding of the Eucharistic Lord. Now, we all know, and this is something we talk about on the show all the time, only 30% of our Catholic brothers and sisters understand heart and mind that the Eucharist is Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity. That is essential. And what she said, she's telling you how to do it, people. Go to Mass, go regularly, go to confession to unclog the hose so the water can flow through it, which is i.e. grace, and sit before the Lord, and boom, your eyes will open up, and you'll be like, there he is. You won't be bored in mass. You will live a sacramental life, and you will change your little world. And Rose Ray, talk to us, Rose Ray, talk to us about the Eucharist. Talk to us about the Eucharist. I've heard him so often on Catholic Answers where, you know, someone just went into prayed adoration. Their life was blown, you know? It's like you give just a little bit to our Eucharistic Lord. You sit with him. You give him a little bit of adoration, curiosity, anything. He, You know, what does he say? Seek and you will find. This is not an accident. The more people look, they always find him, always. The people, you know, and that was so hard to understand. How could there be a hell? How can there be a hell with an all-loving God? Because people refuse him and because he is so just, there has to be. Because if you even and bat your eyes at our beautiful Lord who gave everything for us. He's right there. You know, is he going to give you a million dollars and, you know, and do all these things? No, because guess what God's love language is? I tell my friends all the time, God's love language is suffering. If he gives you more suffering, he is kissing you and he is caressing you and it's going to give you more suffering. And you know what? That's okay because he wants us in heaven. He doesn't want us to turn into those spoiled kids in the candy store that are crying every time we don't get what we want. So that, and then, you know, that's the start. You just got to look for him and then you go to mass and then guess what it's not enough then you got to go to daily mass you know i drop my kids off and i just want to be there not for what i get but for what i can give to him because by me giving him my heart over and over again he it's growing i mean i'm like how does this happen the more i empty the more you fill it's just so beautiful I think that's why we have to all, you know, lay Catholics in particular, like you talk about, you know, bearing witness. But we have to remember, you know, that we spoke earlier. I think you, you, your, your, um, the way you described it, Rose Ray, was that, uh, you know, you have a wound on your, you have a wound on your body that festers and festers and festers when you continually sin and sin and sin. Okay. Well, and obviously the antidote to that is what we just said. Obviously, Joe, Joe and I call it the one-two punch, confession, Eucharist, confession, Eucharist, okay? Um, so we're powerful. not saints. We want to be uh, in heaven, God willing, we will be, okay? Um, but the antidote to that festering of your wounds, okay, is to, to acknowledge um, that what you've done is wrong, receive Jesus in the Eucharist, okay? But then Rather than the festering effect, which leads to darker and darker sin, okay, and darkness in your life, well, now you're developing virtuous habits, okay? Like you said, now you're going to Mass every day. Now you're going to confession, even if it's to confess venal sins, which we're not obligated to do, okay? But how about I go give Jesus my venal sins? There's grace there. Why don't I just go get the grace that the Lord wants to give me? But the development of virtuous habits, okay, that's going to lead to a growth in holiness. And these things working together, and especially us as Catholics working together, people are looking for political messiahs out there. Joe and I say all the time, man, look in your own house. 
Look in your own house. In your you heart, to Jesus gave us everything within us. And I think it's such a powerful example of the strength of grace for your listeners and viewers is, I don't know if you read Kendra Tierney's uh, article here about confirmation. She talks about how, which we know that's the third of the articles of initiation where we become, you know, that full member of the church. And, um, we become part of the church militant and yeah oh that does that matter because the little kids are writing little sons of jesus and he's so sweet and that's fine but by the time you're in confirmation you need to understand it's a war and you need to fight and satan will do anything he doesn't sleep he's waiting for you and we need that strength and what she talks about which i had never thought about but it's in scripture and so such a perfect example for people who think i don't need the holy spirit when uh she says um what one second jesus is own disciples are running around confused bumbling fearful scared then comes pentecost then comes the holy spirit like tongues of fire on their heads and what do they do after that guys they go and die for him they have no fear it's all fortitude and they say take my very life after they're scared scared that's a game changer and people are like you want to see the power of the holy spirit look at that well, you know something, That's you're right, and that is a commissioning. And, you know, we're very blessed, Joe and I, because we meet a lot of interesting people like yourself. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, we could criticize some of the bad fruit of the quote-unquote, you know, the spirit of Vatican II. This is the good fruit. People like yeah. you, lay people who actually are doing the right thing, and that is a direct commissioning from our confirmation, Yes, you see, that's what everyone is supposed to do in their own way, based upon their own skill set. You have a skill set. We have a skill set. Yes. God's like, then go out. It's not just go for out. priests. <laughs> it's just not for priests. It's not just for nuns. You see, that is the good fruit of Vatican II. It's for everyone. Holiness is universal. And we're all called to it. But you know something? And this is another thing I want to touch on from Sam Goodman. Uh, Guzman. He says, life can only be found through surrendering. You talked about surrendering at Pentecost. No one wants to do that. It's anti-American. I'm an individual. I am smart. I've got money. I've got a good job. Life is about surrendering. And when you do... I will tell you this because I have seen it. That's when God does amazing things, amazing things, things you never thought you could do. God is found in that surrender. Talk about it. You do it. You're, I mean, it's a witness. You have six kids. I mean, like, that's what we have to encourage people to do. Jump off the cliff, free fall. That's where God works. Every time, you know, when we make our lists and a human being wants to know the future, we want to make sure we're going to be okay, not injured, not hurt. You know, that's not how God works. Throw it out the window. I don't know if you guys have, have you ever read the mystical city of God uh, by blessed or venerable um, sister Mary of Egrida? If you haven't put it on your list, it will rock your world. That is like my next heart. We got to, I got to do something for the public because it's a game changer, but it was divinely inspired words about our blessed mother. Um, but it's like, it talked about even our beautiful St. Joseph, the anxiety he felt knowing that he could see a baby growing in her womb, but also knowing she was the most chaste, beautiful woman he's ever met. It's like God constantly allows us to be challenged by our earthly mind. We have to still surrender. And even Joseph willing to go to the end, but just know that I don't want to embarrass her. So I'm going to leave, you know, or protect her, right? Her integrity and her uh, beautiful chastity. And then finally, he's like, at the very end, God comes in and gives him the dream. And it's like, no, actually, I'm moving through this. And Joseph is probably like, oh, thank God. But that's all of our lives. We don't know. We don't know what tomorrow brings purposely because he wants our surrender. And I can tell you, gentlemen, over and over again, by blind obedience, just like our blessed mother who first showed us in the fiat if we say yes what he does with that is 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 greater greater than our dreams ever every single time that's the end that's that's you see again the radical witness of catholicism and that's what's going to change people and i have seen this with my own eyes in in what i've d done with the missionaries of charity because they embody that oh i god, can't imagine god 
works through sacrifice. When you expose yourself and make yourself vulnerable, that's when God's like, now let's start. Now let's start. You see, too many people rely again on their own talents. And there are many people that are very talented in the Catholic world. That's why some of the simplest people accomplish the most because they don't have as much. Childlike faith. Like me, for instance, <laughs> like like simple in plain English. I'm nothing extraordinary. And knowing that, to be honest with you, God will work. Rosary has written the book Spirit and Life, the Holy Sacraments of the Catholic Church, which you need to go out and buy at Sophia Institute Press. Um, we got about a minute left, Rosary. Uh, how about some final thoughts, maybe something to impart to uh, our audience here at the Veritas Catholic Radio Network? You know, what I just want to end on, Joe and Joe, is what I feel with you guys conversing is just, it's love. Our God, our religion, it's rooted in love. People want to make it about the, you know, just the text or the um, good or the bad or whatever it is, the laws. It is love. If you love in everything you do, your children, your colleagues, even your neighbors, you know, or someone that you may disagree with, you can disagree in love. And it's like every day I get up and I'm not the best in certain things I already showed you guys, told you guys about what I'm not good at, but I love. And that even is a gift. God even gave me my heart to love, but I will just continue to love and love covers. What does God say? You know, where sin abounds, grace abounds all the, all the more. So yes, we live in a scary time, but we can fight back with love, love and grace through the sacraments is where God is found. Absolutely. Rose Ray, we want to thank you so much for joining us here. We know we're going to have you back. All right. Cause it's just a blast talking to you. Um, so uh, we want to emphasize everyone out there, please go out by the book spirit and life, the Holy sacraments of the Catholic church. It's a beautiful book and it's one you're going to want to have Rose Ray. Thanks again for coming on the show. We want to thank you all out there for joining us at the Veritas Catholic radio network, 1350 on your AM dial 103.9 on your FM dial, spreading the truth of the Catholic faith to the New York city metropolitan area. Make sure you download the app, the Veritas Catholic radio network, mobile app. So wherever you are, San Diego, Covington, Louisiana, and anywhere in between. You could hear the front line with Joe and Joe. Uh, Let me be frank with Bishop Frank Caggiano and other great programming. So please download the app and share it with your friends uh, because you can share the podcast link with your friends. We think that you're going to love it. They're going to love it. Um, And finally, if you want to uh, support Joe and I at the Frontline TV, Frontline TV on YouTube or thefrontlinetv.com, thefrontlinetv.com, which is our website. So thank you all once again. This was a fabulous conversation. And remember until the next time that our conversation is your conversation and that conversation is going on everywhere. We'll talk to you soon.